Hello, 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 everyone. How are y'all doing today? It is your girl, the goddess queen. We are here for another episode of Mind, Body, Soul, and Spirit. I thank you all so much for joining me tonight. Tonight is going to be juicy. I wanted to talk to you all today a little bit about soul paths and life missions again. So we're going to dive into soul paths and life missions. If you go back a little bit, um, I do have a previous podcast about understanding your life mission. So definitely look into that one. So this is basically kind of like part two. Understanding your life missions and soul paths. Right now, it seems like so many people are aligning with their soul paths. What does that even mean, though? In the Christian world, we, under, we understand that as God gave us a mission. God gives all of us tools, gives all of us gifts, right? He's instilled them in all of his creations. So each gift that he has, each person out here has a gift. Whether God gifted you with wisdom, God gifted you with knowledge, God gifted you with intelligence, God gifted you with um, hope, God gifted you with a smile, God gifted you with happiness, there's tons of things. The list goes on and on and on. There, There's tons of skills. So there are a few lists of set important skills that God enlisted his workers, his servants with. So these are the people that God has decided that are going to be his fighters. These are the warriors in this thing. These are, to our understanding, your spirit workers, your priests, your preachers, your Madam Teresa's, your people that were meant to make a mark in this world your elon musk okay your tim cooks the people that were really supposed to make a difference and do something to actually change and implement this world those people are very important because those things are needed like for example and this is going to be a hard you know thing for some people to understand but trump i feel that trump's path is ordained Trump's path is something that was put into play that has nothing to do with us, which is why we can't understand why it's happening. Now, I can't say what part he plays in this story, and we might have a conversation about this. Actually, I will do a podcast about this, and we will have a conversation about this and understand what the conspiracy theories are around Trump and what that even means. Um, But, yes, especially with there being a book that that was made about Trump's life century before this. Very, very interesting. In the 1800s, there was a book about a man called Baron Trump that was made that's almost exactly like Trump in his story. It's very, very interesting. But um, when you look at these life paths and these things, your life journey, your soul mission is something that you do uncompetitively. This is something that you do without a shadow of a doubt with ease. This is something that you do that God has gifted you with the sight to be able to produce in ease. That way you can go and help minister, preach, do whatever it is that you need to do to help God his people to the right way. 
So he needs his 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 teachers and his fighters, his missionaries to be strong. He needs them to, to understand and know what it is that they're doing and know, like they know that that's what they're doing. Now, how do you get to the point of that? How do we get to that point? Let's talk about it. What you've got to know and understand is that your soul, your life mission, your path is that thing that you run away from. For example, a lot of people um, have things that they know they do well. Some people know that they might speak well. Some people might know that they cut hair well. Some people might know that they mow grass well. But they do everything in their power to try to move outside of that realm. When God blessed you with something, do it. Multiply on it. Use it. Get the benefits. Now let's dive a little bit deeper into the soul mission and life path. Because as Christians, we can dive deeper into this whole thing and do a little bit of deeping. Um, I will correct this at another time and I will edit this, this description with the name of the scripture in it. But there is a scripture in the Bible, a section of the Bible where God talks about the many gifts that he instilled his creatures with. He instilled us with. And I will get that list. But it's very interesting when you go down it. But let's shoot all the way to the end of Revelations. When we read Revelations, it's a part in Revelations where he is explaining. Where they're explaining everything that's going, that's going on in the end. Okay. One of the things that they explain that's going on is the coming up and the taking away of people. The destruction of this world. Now, there is a part where the seven churches have been called up. So everyone from the seven churches have been called up. The angels have been called. The the angels um, they need to be there. All the different angels are there. The... the um, Select ones, you could say, have been called up, and there are others that need to be called up. We call them the 144. Okay. So, one thing that I think is interesting when we talk about the 144 is that the 144 are human workers and human servants that Jesus goes down and gets. So, Jesus leaves the party, and Jesus goes down and he gets them. Now, when does Jesus get this 144? Right before God is about to, uh, well, the angels are about to unwrap or unleash the four winds and go ahead and the plagues are about to come and everything's about to go down. Like when hell on earth is about to hit, Jesus goes to earth to come get the 144. But when he comes down to earth to come get the 144, Jesus has to stop the angels at the four corners. He has to stop and tell them, hey, stop. Not to make another move. You are not to make another move. Do not destroy this world until I go down and I go grab my servants. These are people that have fought for God. They have spoke the name of the Lord and they are pure They had nothing to do with this. And they did not contribute to this world. So he goes down and he gets them. Now, this is why in the metaphysical world, you will hear a lot of times, some people talk about the 144 being light workers, being um, servants or workers in our spiritual world, our spiritual realm. Because 
that would make sense. It would make sense that it would be the fighters, you know. It would make sense that it would be um, the people that are out here being missionaries and fighting every day. It makes sense that it would be those. It makes sense to be with those who have fought for Jesus in Jesus' name and, and spoke Jesus' word and taught his ways and taught his truths. Because one thing that we don't realize, and I'm going to have a whole other podcast about this. So please stay tuned. And you know what? Actually, that's what I'm going to work on next. I'm going to make this my next podcast. We're actually going to talk about Jesus on the next podcast. We're going to dive deep into Jesus and how I truly feel that he is underplayed in the Bible. Um, but cause let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about soul missions and life paths. Jesus had a soul mission and a life path. When Jesus came down to earth, when Jesus was reincarnated, okay, into his mother. Okay. Joseph met. He had no idea. He had no idea. That he was going to die for our sins. He didn't know that that was his job. He didn't know that that's what he was sitting here to do. Up until a certain point, he was just an ordinary kid. Ordinary person. or ordinary man. Up until a certain point where Jesus comes to him. Where God comes to him. God comes to Jesus, excuse me. God comes to him and God tells him, what's up? God says, son, I brought you here for one thing and I brought you here for one thing only. I brought you here to die for these people's sins. I brought you here to walk the walk. I brought you here to speak the tales of me. I brought you here to teach people about me, to tell them that there is no other, to tell them and show them why I am. I am. From here on out, you are. I am. From here on out, you speak for me. Now pause. I need y'all to understand what just happened. God gave Jesus dominion over us. Pause. Hold up. Let's go over it again. God gave Jesus dominion over us. God said, I'm going to send my only begotten son to die for your sins and cleanse you of your impurities because you are impure. You are evil. Now, something else that I want you to understand if you look into the Bible as well, when I, when, when I do the podcast about Jesus, um, I will have these scriptures for you so you can take a look at this yourself. Um, but there is something else that also plays into this as well. As Jesus was told and given his life path and his soul mission, he was told that he would inherit the lands of lands. He would inherit the lands of lands. This is his land to inherit. This is his land. Okay. Now, why is this his land? Let's talk about it. First off, the whole Bible is about this one man's storyline. Pay attention to that. The whole Bible is about this whole man's storyline. This whole one man's lifeline. Okay. All the way back to Adam. All the way down to Enoch, all the way down to Noah, all the way down to Abraham. This is all about Jesus' bloodline. All about Jesus' bloodline. Now, this is for another episode. I will bring this up, but this is something that I think about as well. You know, you got to think about the conspiracy of things as well, because there is a thought process that states, why come 
why come the importance of Jesus's bloodline after a certain point is no longer important in the Bible. It's not that it's not important to Jesus anymore. It's just that it's important in our Bible. Interesting. One other thing that I think is funny is that in the Bible, there has to be a part in the Bible where it says anybody that tampers with or destroys this Bible and what uh, tampers with or misuses the words of God, this is what will happen to you. But they did not listen to that. Interestingly enough, but that's where we get our false prophets. Now back to Jesus and his soul mission and his life path. So Jesus comes to comes of age and Jesus understands that he has a soul mission or a life path. Okay. So at that point, right? Jesus is now aligning himself to understanding what that life path is. Okay. So you said you want me to walk around the earth. You want me to gather some disciples, some people, some followers, whoever follows, follows as I go. And you want me to tell people that I am. You want me to tell them that I am that I am. You want me to tell them how special and how great I was that I am. Tell them that I am everything and I am the only true living God. That God is the only true living God and I am him through that. I am the Lord of her. I am the Lord of Lords. I am the King of Hosts. Now, when I was talking about Jesus being underplayed, let's talk about why I said that. I truly feel like that as a human race, we have underplayed Jesus' importance in this in this whole story. As as into like Jesus was just a lackey, and that is not it. Jesus was not a pawn. Jesus was not a lackey. Jesus is it. Jesus is the importance, and that's the whole point. King of kings, Lord of lords. Why is he the king of kings and the Lord of lords? Why is he the Lord of hosts? And why does he have dominion over this land? What's so funny is if you actually take a look in Genesis, when um, in this part that I'm talking to you about previously, so we're going, I mean, excuse me, not in Genesis, we're in Revelation. So let's go back. We're not talking about Genesis yet. <laughs> let's go back to Revelations and let's talk about in Revelations, right? We're at where the four winds are holding back. Um, the angels are holding back the four winds. The seven plagues are not have not come down yet. The dominion is about the dominion and the hellish, you know, hell on earth is about to hit. Okay. So let's explain why that is. Hell on earth. Everybody says hell on earth. Why is hell on earth? Okay. Because everything has a cycle. Everything has a mission. Everything has a path. The devil, Satan, is one of God's angels. Okay? One of God's children. Think about it like that. Because that is what it is. It's one of God's children. Despite the fact that the devil is the devil. And the devil is Satan. And the devil is Lucifer. Lucifer was one of God's children. One of God's angels. Now, let's start, pause, and go back. Jesus was God's most beautiful, most decorated, most awesome, most amazing angel, okay, at the time before he fell, okay? So, before he fell, he was the most beautiful, most prized possession of God, okay? Lucifer was the only person to actually ever see God in his throne room and all of his greatness. That's how amazing Lucifer was, Okay, before he fell. That's how amazing Lucifer was. 
Now let's talk about why Lucifer could even fall, okay? Because everybody has a soul mission and a life path. We have free will. That is one thing that in this universe, we have different than everywhere else in this universe. Because by now, you should know and understand that we're not the only things in this universe. I will help you understand that a little bit more by understanding the Bible a little bit. And we'll talk about that more, but I'll dive into it right now a little bit. Back in Genesis, when Jesus, when God, excuse me, sent Cain out into the world, he had to put a mark on Cain's head. So that everybody knew at that point that Cain was cursed. Okay? He had to put that mark on Cain's head. Cain was then to go out and be fruitful and to multiply. Cain was earth to walk. Cain was cursed to walk this earth for centuries. Forever and ever and ever. He's the wanderer. That's what Cain was meant to do. Cain will never be able to go to heaven because of what happened, because of a whole malicious trip. Yes, but it is what it is. Cain will never be able to make it. Okay. Now, why would God have to put a mark on Cain's head and send him out of the Garden of Eden if there weren't other humans or other humanoid species outside of the Garden of Eden for him to procreate with? Ha 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 ha. Now I'll give you some more science that will help you bring two and two together as well with that information. We know that we are not the only homo sapien genes that have been on this earth. We humans are the last version of the homo sapien. But there have been they they have homostesis, homonasis. There are tons of different types of humans that have been on this earth. This version of human, to my understanding, is the version of human that came from Adam and the Garden of Eden, which is why, which is why this bubble was made for us. That's why the Garden of Eden was made for Adam. This perfect place for Adam with all these beautiful animals and all these things. And all these things that were actually conclusive to his body, okay? So, he made this bubble, he made the space, and he made this area specifically for us to thrive. One thing to understand in this universe is that we have free will, okay? We have free will. Now, one of the things that I think needs to be understood as well, too, is that there are levels to heaven, okay? Nobody ever told us there was one area of heaven, and I need... Once you read the Bible and actually dive deeper, instead of just listening what you hear from the preacher, dive deeper into your, your studies with God. That's the importance. There are levels to heaven, okay? There are different points and different levels to heaven. With that being said, there's the first entry level to heaven, okay? Which most of us know and understand. One of the things that I thought was interesting is in the Bible, they tell us that no human has ever actually made it to heaven. No human has actually ever made it to heaven. There is a line, and I will get the scripture for you. There is a specific line in the Bible that states that, okay? Now, the reason that is is because no human has actually ever been to the seat of throne of God. The reason that is is because we all know we were born in sin. 
So don't don't act don't act dumb, guys. We were all born in sin. Jesus had to come to die for our sins. So before Jesus, there was nobody here that was pure enough or clean enough to be able to go to heaven. Before Jesus came. Now Jesus came. Now there are people that are pure enough to be able to go to heaven and go to the seat and throne of God because we have been redeemed through God and through Jesus. That's why it's so important. That's why accepting Jesus as the son of God is so important, which is something that the Jews do not do. The Jewish people do not accept Jesus as the son of God, as the second coming of God, as the second coming of God. Okay, let's understand that. They do not understand Jesus as the second coming of God. They believe that the Messiah has not come yet. They believe that the Messiah will come in Revelations. And the Messiah that comes in Revelations is the Messiah. That is the first coming of Jesus, which is the second coming of God. Okay, so with that being said, understanding that you got to believe in Jesus and um, speak his word, that is why the 144 is so important. Now, we're in Genesis. Everybody's up in heaven at the party, you know, while all damnation is about to go on it, um, down here on earth. Now, the reason that is, the reason what I was getting to with Satan and Lucifer is that Lucifer is actually doing his job, okay? Okay. Ooh, what? Lucifer is actually doing his job. Lucifer was sent down to the underworld, right, to have dominion over the other world and basically have time out in the underworld. That's where he is. That's where he is in hell, in the underworld. Okay. Living. Now let's talk about what the underworld is real fast here. This is going to be, this is going to be a loaded episode. So y'all stay with me here. It's a lot to it, but it's a very interesting thought process. If you're ready to dive in. Okay. So let's talk about the different levels here that we're talking about. Because remember I told you there were levels to this, right? We have the underworld, right? We have the earthly plane and we have the heavens, okay? These are the three areas of space that God sliced off, okay? Now, a little bit deeper, there's something called the ferment waters, okay? Uh, which is the waters of creation, which where everything came from. If you pay attention in Genesis, we enter Genesis where God has been dropped in. Our God has been dropped in, right? Has been dropped in the firmament, okay? He is in the immortal, the premortal waters, okay? He's in the premortal waters. At that point, he speaks and he starts creating. And at that point, we then start seeing separations from the heaven and the earth, all the beautiful creations that he ends up making. So he creates the heavens from the earth, the heavens from the earth. He also separates the underworld. Now, the underworld is just comprised of species or entities that vibrate at a lower vibration than we do here on earth. Because they vibrate at a different vibration that's lower than us, they cannot reach this level. Same thing as the heavens. The heavens are the heavens because angels... And heaven deities above vibrate on a higher level than we do. Okay? 
There are other souls in other levels of heaven. So we can understand the first level of heaven that we understand as being the first level where most people go. Their version of heaven. Okay? Then there's different levels and then you get to the highest level which is the seat throne of God. Okay. So, Satan was sent down to the underworld. Basically put in timeout. While he's in timeout, he's got a job to do though. His job is to chauffeur. His job is to chauffeur. Chauffeur their souls. Dead souls to hell. Okay? Alright. Make sure all the souls that need to get to hell get to hell. Now, while he's doing this, he makes a agreement with God. He's like, hey, so look. Here's the thing. You say that they trust you and they trust you blindly. You said that they love you when they love you. You said that they will be saved. You said that they can be forgiven. But I don't think that. I don't see that. I don't see why you dote on them so much. I don't see why they're so perfect. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to challenge them. I am going to test them since I can't test you. And I'm going to show you, okay, that they are not truly yours. I'm going to show you that they don't truly live for you, okay? I'm going to show you their true, their true colors. That way, you see their true colors and you won't be so mad at me because you'll see that your perfect creation is just like me. Made in your image. Okay, now. Okay, now. So we've gotten to that juicy, juicy, juicy tidbit. All right? Because think about the story of Job. God has, uh, sorry, Satan has to ask Jesus, has to ask God, excuse me. Satan has to ask God for permission to go and even test Job. He has to ask for permission. Ask for permission. Let's talk about Enoch. There's a point in time where God comes to Enoch and he tells Enoch that this world is too much. That this world is too bad for him. And he takes him away. He walks with God. God's only, God only has two companions in the Bible. Two real companions in the Bible. Two people that he considers friends in the Bible. Okay. People that he's walked this earth with. People that he can say that he is pleased with. That is Enoch and that is Elijah. And both of those two people were seen to be taken away by God. Now, we don't understand what that means. Because here in our world, in our understanding, we cannot seem to fathom what it would mean to be taken away by God. Okay. But think on the outer level. Think with your soul here. His, their soul essence were taken away to be with God. They were taken away from this, this world. In the times of Sodom. And the times before the flood. So that they could come back and help in the end times. He said, I need y'all alive. And I need y'all to help at the end times. So I'm going to have to take y'all away. We're going to go up to the heavens. We're going to do the thing up there. And then I'll bring y'all back. Okay. So back to Lucifer. Right? We're back to Lucifer, okay? Four winds being held back and Jesus. So we're in Revelation. Jesus has went to go get hit the 144, okay? And we don't know how many this exact number is going to be, but it's said that the number is going to be 144. 
Jesus goes and he gets the 144. Now, what's interesting to me is that the 144 are humans. Okay? The 144 are earth people that he brings with him. He has to go down to get us. He has to vouch for us at that point. He brings us up to the heavens. And he's standing there with us. We are covered in white clothes. And everybody is looking. All the other angels and deities and souls are looking. And they're confused. Because the angels are like, God, who are they? And this is in the Bible. So when you go read Revelations, this is in Revelations. Who are they? Who are these people that you brought here that wear the white cloaks as we do? As if to say, who are these people that try to mimic us that are not us? Jesus then steps forward and Jesus said, ah, chill. I got them. Jesus said, hey, these are my people. Pause. Let's hold up. This almost makes you want to cry. I feel the power in this. And I need y'all to understand that I feel the power in this. Jesus says, these are my people. They fought for me and spoke my truth. Okay? They sparked the word of God and they never failed. They never faltered in that. Okay? They were my messengers. They were my teachers. Okay? These are my servants who have done my job. And done their job. Done what they were supposed to do for me. Okay? They are pure in this whole thing. And they have nothing to do with this. Now, the reason why. The reason why. These angels are so confused. at why. These angels. I mean, these people. These things have just popped up. In white cloaks with Jesus. It's because while all of this is happening. Judgment time is going on. Judgment has come. (laughs) One thing that I think is funny. That I don't even think people understand. Is that the 144 missed the judgment. The 144 missed the judgment. Because Jesus speaks for them. They do not have to go through judgment because Jesus goes and he gets them and he speaks for them. This is why I say that we don't hold Jesus at high enough standing here on earth. But the ones of us that do, there's a reason why. Because he is ours. When Jesus comes back in Revelations, he is on a white horse. He is in white clothes. White clothing. He has the son of son of God, the Lord of Lords, the King of Coast, the Lord of Hosts, the King of Kings, excuse me. And he also has the Lord, the name of God written on him, which nobody knows. He has the name of God written on him. Now as well with that, when the 144 come, The 144 have the name of Jesus written on their head. 
they have their name written on their head, their new name, their new godly name. And they also have the name of God written on their head. So they have the name of God in order for them to enter heaven. They need the name of God. They need the name of Jesus. And they need their new name on their head. So with that being said, you have to know and understand that God, Jesus goes and he speaks for these specific people. And they have to have these specific marks on their head for them to even be able to be allowed into heaven, to the throne of God at this time. Okay? That's why everybody is looking around. All the angels are looking like, what's going on? Well, who are these people? And why are they here? Why do they get to be here? Because I already told you, no human has ever actually made it to that level. That's because we have not been permitted to be there. But that's why Jesus died for our sins. To be able to speak for us at the end. They, Whoever the, that 144 is, whoever comes up with Jesus, they miss that. They miss judgment because Jesus, they did the servant work of Jesus. They did the work of God through Jesus on this earth. And that's what's so important. That's why they have the white cloaks. That's why they all have new names in the name of God and the true name of Jesus written on their head at this time. Because they needed that. Those seals had to be made. That is why Jesus goes down and stops the four winds, the angels, from doing that. Now let's talk about why that happens. There is a whole point to this. The whole point is about who gets to inherit the land. What is the land? The land is this. The land is earth. But the whole point is who gets to inherit the land. Now, at the time where there is chaos on earth, where there's all hell on earth, right? Right before the second coming, right? Right before Jesus comes, right? The whole point to that is that the devil... The Satan, Lucifer, is in control. Lucifer gets his thousand years on earth, right? He runs amok. He gets taken down, right? All right. Then there's a promise, right, that God will inherit the earth. And after said time of the coming... There will be a time of utopia, utter bliss. Heaven on earth is what it will be. And Jesus will be in control of that. Jesus will have dominion for those thousand years. That's what he worked his heart. That's what he worked for. He worked to be reborn in Christ. That's what all of his journey was for. That's what he walked his soul mission and his path for. Okay. Now our soul missions and our paths might be not be a, as important as Jesus's soul mission and his path, but that's what I'm getting to in the point of understanding how important your mission and your soul life path is. Because if Jesus wasn't Jesus, if Jesus didn't do Jesus, if he didn't follow the path that he was supposed to, because before Jesus was reborn. He was an ordinary man. Please know and understand that had been blessed by God to perform the things that he performed and to do the things that he did. He did it through God. 
And I always remember, like I told you, he didn't even know what was going on at first. This is information that was given to him. Then he had to make do with that and understand what that meant and actually go out and do his job. And he followed his life path and his soul mission. And he was given his land. That's what the whole story is about. Okay? All this time where they've been promising the sons of sons and the mans of mans and all of this, the begots and the begots, was to get us to this point. Was to get us to the point where heaven on earth can exist. Okay? Where this world can actually truly be ran and understood by God and the rightfulness that he wanted. That was the whole part to this. Now, when we talk about understanding and making sure your life mission aligns, just make sure that you're following your path, whatever that is. Whatever that is that you feel like that is, whatever it is that you feel like that you're supposed to do, maybe you are. And I know that sounds weird, but but think about it. If Thomas Edison didn't actually make electricity or discover electricity, we wouldn't actually understand or know what electricity is. But another thing to think about that, you can take that deeper, we don't even actually understand truly what electricity actually is. We just get the process and the understanding of electricity, which makes us be able to use it. We don't actually know what it is or what it comes from. We don't know. We actually don't know. But through that process, that was his mission to do that. And With understanding that we all have a path or a mission, you can understand how important it is for you to get to know you and understand you. And understand that you're walking this path. If you follow it and walk it with God, you're following this path. It's not necessarily your path to follow. You need to just walk your walk in regards to making your own paths. Everybody feels that they really have a a say-so in this thing. And you do to an extent because we have free will. But you also have to understand that the free will also amounts to certain things. And in your life and your understanding, I guess you can come to the understanding of what that means for your life personally. But it may be different for everyone. It might not be. That's a different understanding within you. But understanding that whatever that thing is that you feel that you must do without a shadow of a doubt, to make your mark, to do your job for God. Do it. Please do it. Because there's somebody out there waiting for you to do you to truly understand what doing that means. And I know everybody's like, well, you know, well they need to get their life together because they're waiting on somebody else. Most definitely, but we're human. We're human. And that's the whole point. Evolving yourself spiritually that you evolve yourself above this human plane so that you can experience the full experiences of this world. Understand that your soul mission and your, your path is a very, very big, important part to that. And taking a look at the story of Jesus and understanding his mission and his path and seeing him reap the rewards of that it helps you a little bit more understand what it is and how it is that you're supposed to do so take some time and really dive into your Bible and look into those things. If you're if you're a Christian and you believe in the Bible, if you if you're not Christian, you don't really align yourself with the Bible and you you know align yourself more universally, more spiritually. 
look into what it means to actually have a path and a, a mission and a soul mission in, you know, spiritual world. Um, in the spiritual world, there's a whole light worker kind of, you know, um, a thought process in regards to people that were actually sent here to actually do or perform those certain things. Um, and you can dive deeper in that into your own studies and your own learning, but understand that there's a place for everything. So always be open to different thought processes and ideas. Know that there are pieces to the puzzle. And whereas we might just have one piece and there might be other pieces to the story. Always know and understand that. And if you actually get to the point where you want to find the other pieces and put it all together for yourself, you'll help yourself understand things a little bit more. But that was woo, part two of understanding your soul mission and your life path. OK, so stay tuned with me, guys. We're going to dive deeper into the Bible Um We're going to have a few more episodes and conversations about some different parts and understandings and stories within the Bible and kind of aligning some of those things in regards to understanding what that means for us here in our life Um, and just things that, you know, in general, I feel like we miss and we don't pay attention to. Um, One of the drawbacks and points, you know, or let's just say uh, points that I really pull from today's episode is that we don't put enough respect on Jesus' name. And his story and his journey and his um, life journey of self and spiritual growth and knowledge. He really transcended himself and did his job in regards to what he was supposed to do and follow his soul mission, his life path. And we can learn a lot by that. Now, we're not, we're not perfect. So setting yourself to be like Jesus is hard, but we're supposed to be as close like it as we can. So always remember that. I love you. I thank you all for joining me today. I um, hope you have at least heard something today that sparked you to do a little bit of something on your own or you learned something. Uh, I am going to get that scripture for you all that I was talking about earlier, and I will put that in the description. Um, so just be looking out for that um, just so you can have those things. I'll add those in there. Um, but... Do your studies, do your knowledge, and follow that path, whatever it is. Uh, Thank you again for listening. I hope you all have an amazing week. Um, Stay strong, stay guided, stay focused. Namaste. Ashe. Amen.